0: This J.K. gave me these vibes hardcore. Like the, the, the shot with the door was just like, yes, you think that I'm too young for you, but I'm not. I'm just the right age for you. Age ain't nothing but a number, baby. I can give you what you need. Like it's very erotica novel. It's, it just gives me all of that, like the look on his face. And so like I said earlier, J.K. dating older women is canon. Like it's canon, like it's not even the Shania verse. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grown Ass Fandom. Guys, I'm so sorry for the delay. I'm sorry I've been away. I've been tucked away in locals land for the last couple days. I went home to Atlanta to celebrate my sister's graduation. She graduated from veterinary medical school. She is the first Dr. Howard in the history of our family, which is like very exciting. So I got on a plane, did all that good stuff. It was like very stressful. not recommend I don't know how I'm gonna take my ass to Korea because I like the flight to Atlanta literally killed me didn't you know I I felt dead okay (laughs) like it just was just like not a fun experience but during that time it was like a completely like no BTS weekend like the only BTS stuff I saw was things that you guys sent me or that got dropped into my group chats and stuff like that and so it's been really weird to be outside of the kind of BTS world for a little bit and like the K-pop world for a little bit. And it's just strange because like I talk a lot about how quarantine armies are like built different and how we're built different for a lot of different reasons. But one of the main reasons why we're built different is because our we have a unique experience of being extremely isolated and cut off from everything while having intimacy without connection introduced into our lives at the same time, which creates this weird almost reality. And I know that sounds stupid. And if you're not somebody who has had to be super isolated during the pandemic, this might not make sense to you. But it was weird to assimilate into a world in which like everybody doesn't really know about my like, (laughs) my BTS TikTok or my life or like, anything like that and so it was just like strange and it's just I haven't been thinking a lot about reintegration into like regular life and what it's gonna look like and I'm so excited because now I have you guys all as friends like we're all like fam now I call you guys my sister wives my brother husbands all that stuff and so I'm bringing you guys with me but I am interested to see like how it's going to like actually integrate in my bonus podcast, I'm talking about on oh, my Patreon. By the way, thank you guys who have joined the Patreon. It's really fun over there. I already post. I feel like too much, and it's not just the bonus podcast. I just post what's on my mind. We're watching Bon Voyage, bon Voyage One right now, the first season, which I've never seen before. And they are babies. And like any like extra content that I can't necessarily talk about here on TikTok is there. So if you haven't joined, go join, become a sister wife, main, like main sister wife. I don't know. You guys are all my sister wives. But some of the story about like truly integrating, like I was, I have had a couple friends, a couple armies actually, who have been like, okay, let's look at our dating profiles. Let's do this. And I'm just, ah! and like, especially when I'm with my family, there's a lot of questions about like relationships and stuff like that. And I feel like totally ridiculous in this state, but like I've said many times before, it's a unique experience for quarantine armies, especially I always. I'm like, can I have been dating somebody during this time or something so that I don't have such like this situation that has happened to me because of K-pop. Just something I've been thinking about is like my, and it's like, also relationships are so hard. <laughs> like dating is so hard. It's so hard. And Just men, like the more you learn about men, the harder it gets to want to date them. But there is no other option, for me at least. So it's some stuff I was thinking about while I was at home. It was like assimilation, kind of like blending this sort of like life, like K-pop and all that stuff. And of course, of course, I am integrated. I still hang out with my friends and do all this stuff with people who are not. But I don't know. It's different. Let me know if you understand what I'm saying. It's a weird sensation where you have, like, this kind of in-between world. Am I making sense? Let me know if I'm making sense or not. But I've just been wrapping my head around that and like, what's it going to be? But yeah, I I don't know. Is that just rambling? I'm not sure. But yes, so when I was at home, I watched a bunch of Netflix because that is my family's love language is watching Netflix together and watching shows together. And I wanted to talk about a couple of the shows that I watched. Some of them are recommended. So I did watch Vincenzo. Is it Vincenzo? Vincenzo. Which is a K-drama. As I've said many times before, it is canon that Shanae doesn't watch K-dramas because there's not enough sex in them. And that's something that I require for my enjoyment of certain programs. <laughs> but I've been watching it and it's really funny. Of course, Vincenzo is like super beautiful but he's not really my type I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast but like my type I don't really I'm not really into men that are like very straightforward pretty like I love edge and like differentiating factors like I don't like men to be like handsome do you get does that make sense and it's so bad that like you know there's a character on the show and he's like the grizzled father I, th- I think he's supposed to be in his 50s or his 40s or something and he's this lawyer and he's just like is a good person and i'm like over here simping over like <laughs> I'm really like how old is he let's look Jamie Young Jame Young Jame Young Jamie Young You. I wish they wouldn't put the i wish they wouldn't put the romanizations cuz i feel like i'm better at reading he's 47 see there you go like i'm at the age where Like, uh, my dating range, like, if I go above my dating range, right? So, like, I have dated as old as, I would say, the last guy or guy that I was talking to was, like, 43. Because I'm just, like, at that age. I'm not really – it's so interesting how, like, you guys will always message me and you'll be like, I feel so bad because JK – And you'll be like 30 or 31 or 32 and JK is like 24 and I'm like, listen, like you would not think – because the thing is is if you're a woman and you're like 31, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, anywhere in that range. I'd say probably I started dating guys in their late 30s, early 40s when I was like 27, 28, 25. And we don't even think about it. It's just like – and again, our society and it's fuckery. It's just sort of like – uh a said thing but here we are as women just freaking out over men who are like younger than us when men would never do the same so that's why i always tell people if you want to simp like if you feel like you want to fuck jk or if you want to like hold his hand or buy him a sandwich you do that i don't care how old you are as long as you're like of age, you know what I mean? Because men do it all the time. And you're not a predator, you're just appreciating fine art. And I'm not I'm, I'm like jumping forward to the conversation I'm gonna have about JK and the butter picture before. But he likes older women. Like before I was like, I would like to see him with somebody older. But after seeing his butter preview, he does like older women. Like I think that I wonder how old was the tattoo artist from his scandal? But I, it is canon now in my head. You know, the Shinea verse where things are not real but fake. He has this energy, this energy that I will talk about later. I will talk about this later. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I watch and she's so funny. I really, really love it. I'm excited to find a show that I can really like and vibe with. So if you watch it, let's scream together. Um, But I am starting to get around. He is hot. You know, it's just that I don't trust hot men, guys. Like, I really don't. Like, I've talked about on TikTok about how V really triggered me. And I, like, ignored V for the first eight months. Because he was just, like, too straightforward sexy in a way that's intimidating to me. Jin is hot. But, like, he's hot in, like, a approachable way that might just be his personality i just love Jin. jen y'all fucking jen well we will get to that we will get to that okay so uh i watched vengeance venicio and i want i've been watching shadow and bone which is i guess it's based off of a book and i is i'm really enjoying it ben barnes prince caspian y'all holy shit he is so fine like please somebody come get me like as soon as he got on the screen me and my dad are watching it and even my dad like my dad has this thing about orlando bloom like he loves orlando bloom so of course ben barnes is like his male type and so like he was like man that man has a presence about him and i was like yes yes fine being fine and then I had this weird moment with my mom where I was like oh Ben Barnes is so fine and my mom was like looks aren't everything and I was like what was that about <laughs> What isn't that such a weird thing to say I think she's like I don't know That's I can unpack that later, but it was like a weird thing to say. So I watched Shadow and Bone. And then I also watched Jupiter's Legacy. So I didn't finish Shadow and Bone, but I did finish Jupiter's Legacy, which is about superheroes. I really liked it. It felt like it was like kind of a lot of setup, but the setup was good. I enjoyed the setup. Like, I enjoyed the characters a lot. It was really engaging. I love superheroes. So I would suggest all three of those as recommendations if you want to Netflix and if you want to talk about them. Maybe I'll start a thread in Patreon about it, about, like, Netflix shows we're watching and stuff like that. So that is – that that, can, that counts as locals news, right? That's our locals news for this week. Yes. So let's move on to Butter. Okay. So it is time for us to finally talk about the teaser, the Butter teaser photos. First, let's talk about, like, the branding, and the – business aspect of it and the positioning as a whole. Talk about some rumors I've heard and everything like that. So the rumor that I heard is that Butter is a track with Justin Bieber, which I think is interesting because he has not been integrated at all yet. I think it's fascinating. I talked about this on on Twitter, how it, it must be interesting to watch Because one of the things that BTS has had to answer for is a lot of their cultural appropriation. And then you have Justin who is just like walking around with dreads in his hair, wearing do-rags and stuff like that. So I wonder what conversations they've had about that. If they've had any conversations. I wonder if Justin passes the vibe check. Honestly, there's no way he could pass the vibe check. And if he does, I'm like worried about BTS. I know idols are obsessed with Justin Bieber. And I just, try to not think about it too much. Justin Bieber's So obviously I'm not a huge fan of Justin Bieber, but Justin Bieber has made one of my favorite songs of all time, which is Sorry. Sorry is like the perfect pop song. Like it is so good. It's been on my top 100 songs every year for the last four or five years that it's been out. I think that he has the capacity to create some really good music. He's just kind of a mess. And I think I always, and I think that like, Justin's proximity to BTS is always like weird to me because he's what I hope like JK doesn't become. You know what I mean? I really hope that the members don't become what Justin has become and like the issues that he has and stuff like that. And so I think I get triggered when they're put together. So I truly hope that it's not a collaboration, but I do know that Justin has the capacity to create a good song. So I'm trying to have a positive energy and attitude about it. The Butter branding, I think it's so it's clear that this song is going to be another play for the Grammys or it's going to be another song that they hope to be really big. If you compare this branding to in this in this sort of push to the push for the last album, Life Goes On and all that stuff. It's clear that Life Goes On and everything about that was more for ARMY. It was like more of a straightforward, hey, we're just going to give you this versus the campaign for this which seems to be a western play i do hear that i heard that it's a english track which is interesting i know that people have different feelings about that i don't really care like i said i've only been an army for i guess oh my god is it my year anniversary of being army (gasps) i think it is i have to go on my phone and see when my first photos Mm -hmm. were downloaded my first event, my first ARMY event was Bang Bang Con, the concert. So I will call June. Around June is my my one-year anniversary. So I don't have any, like, context. I don't have any attachment to any version of BTS. I'm just happy to get them. That being said, I want to shake my ass. I, I need to make Ratchet ARMY t-shirts. <laughs> Ratchet ARMY. I want to shake my ass. Like, I hope that it is a track that is an ash shaker. So far, it doesn't seem like it is. It seems like it's going to be like a smooth summer, kind of Bruno Mars-esque type of track, given the branding, the positioning, the styling. The styling has improved a little bit. When we talk about the different outfits, I will kind of talk about my thoughts about them, but I still want it to push. I want to push. I want them to push. Like, I want the stylist to push a little little more like we got Jen in some fitting clothes which I'm happy about oh my god I can't even wait to talk about Jen like I i am not ready but I want to see them push a little bit on the style and that also what's make is what makes me feel like this is a western play because the styling is so simplistic and stuff like that versus like Idol and some other stuff that was more just like interesting and unique so and then the sort of like I said the the focus on engaging the audience with the butter logos, the countdowns and stuff like that. It just seems like it's another Western play, another kind of like dynamite situation where they're trying to position themselves to be kind of the song of the summer. I'm curious what the boys actually think about this as well. If they're just like, ah, oh, no. Or if they're like, yeah, we want our Grammy. My biggest dream in life is to be able to sit them down and be like, please stop fucking with the West. Please stop fucking with the Grammys. They need you way more than you need them. But, you know, I'm not able to do that. Okay. So that's my thoughts on this talk, the song as a whole. As far as the marketing is concerned, it's very, like, very much 90s heist film. Like, they look like Ocean's Eleven. Like, they're, <laughs> that they're going to be in Ocean's Eleven. The footage, the sort of, like, little teaser video concept photos, again, have I said this yet how it just all feels like it's about drugs? Like it just feels like it's about a really drugged out weekend like party that nobody remembers anything. I do think that one thing that I said again, I'm not a Twitter army but maybe I am now <laughs> cuz I feel like I see a lot of stuff on Twitter now. But the image of Sugar, Sugar reminded me of one of Carrie's boys. I don't know if you guys Watch Sex in the City is my favorite show. is a huge inspiration as a writer to me, and Sugar just looks like a girl guy that that Carrie would be really into and want to date, and they would date for two, two like two dates, and then he would be like, "It's not for me." Like I feel like that's the vibe of Sugar, and I feel like all of them have the vibes of different Sex in the City characters. I have a friend who I want to talk about this with on the podcast, so I'm not going to do all of them right now. But we will do them. But yeah, it was a sleek, like, 90s party, early 2000s vibe party. Like, I don't know if they're going for 70s, but it it gives me sort of, like, you know how how style and everything cycles? And so, like – In the 90s, we got a little bit of the 70s and so on and so forth every 20 years. And the cycle is going faster now. And so it feels like a 90s movie. So there were all these movies that are like Pulp Fiction-esque, Usual Suspects, Ocean's Eleven, movies like that in the 90s. My Cousin Vinny that have like the vibes of this photo that are meant to – that have like a 90s feel but harken back to the 70s. So that's what I'm getting off of the styling and the vibe off of it. Okay. So let's look at the photos And let's go. Should we start with Hobie or Jen? Both make me feel sick to my stomach. Let's start with Jen. Listen, Jen is the finest man on the planet. Like, I, (laughs) he is like the finest. Okay, so first of all, the stylist took my notes. He is fit impeccably. This all-white fit fits him. What a revelation. It actually fits him. I'm curious to see it move. It's like it's plain, very straightforward, but he looks immaculate. Oh, one of the things I do want to clock that other people have said is that the photos do look pretty whitewashed. Uh, I actually am looking at a image that a follower sent me where they, she un-whitewashed them and so that's what i'm looking at but i want to clock that and big hit please stop this let the melanin free free the melanin free the melanin jenna did you hear that in my voice uh, seek secret, secret the voice crack is horniness like anytime you hear my voice crack it's because i've literally become so overcome and i'm trying to control myself and i'm trying to like keep it under control I was wanting to. I wanted to bring up a, a, a point, and I'm trying to decide if I should follow it. I am going to follow it. Can we also? I know that it's like not typical to watch women in public be very open and honest about their sexual attraction or their attraction to men, but I think it's really weird how we shame women for like doing things that men do all the time. That's just a sidebar. Because I feel like a lot of times, sometimes in my comments, it gets a little shamey sometimes. Like, yes, you're supporting me, but they're like, oh, you're this. or are like, da, 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 da. And I'm just like, what do you mean? I'm just like sharing what I see. That's a whole other topic. I, that's a whole other topic. Anyway, Jin, the, pack, the, the fit is impeccable. He looks so expensive. As many of you have said, he looks so fucking expensive. He is so fine oh my god the Genesis is here like and it is it's always frustrating to me like I have to ignore ARMY a lot of times as far as like who gets hyped up the most because I'm always disappointed by who they choose to hype up even though I love them all there's always moments where I'm just like but why aren't we talking about this and I don't and I don't ever talk about this in TikTok or anything because I think a lot of times whenever you bring up how different the energy is for different members you get called an anti which if you got you guys know me I am not an anti literally all the members I talk about them all all the time I, mean, I obsess about them all the time but I do wish that some members got more due and there just was not enough scholarship around this look on Jin. He just looks so hot. Like, he looks like he will destroy your life, and you'll keep going back for more. Like, you're in this endless loop where you're, like, dating him, and he keeps being like, I don't really want to date you, but then he does want to date you, and you're just, like, this loop, and you're happily in the loop because he is just so fine. He looks like a Miami, just, like, rich, I just... it's just too much and I just hate it all It's, it's too much for me okay so then we have Jimin I love the hair love the rainbow hair I think I said this before and again this goes to my earlier point about the 90s about how Jimin about like the 90s films that have the 70s feel and that's here as well The attitude is really scaring me. I'm legitimately terrified about the attitude he's giving me. The glasses are great. The earrings, the stare. As we know that I am a sort of disappointed Dom scholar when it comes to Jimin. It's one of my scholarly pursuits is talking about Jimin and his disappointed Dom face. But this is not it. This is like something slightly different. Like he's just giving me like chaotic maybe it's chaotic dom okay so you have like disappointed dom and he's like what i've talked about before but then you have chaotic dom where he like controls you but you never know what he's going to do and instead of being like being reserved and like, super stern he's just chaotic and intense that's what just gem is giving me and the suit is okay like i said i i think i've talked about this before about how i don't understand i don't know if it's to go to counteract his looks and like when he's not in streetwear, because I know a lot of you guys are always saying that Jimin dresses very androgynous but he really doesn't not in his day-to-day life like he will wear pieces that are from that are like unisex or whatever but he dresses like a pretty straightforward like in pretty straightforward kind of Parisian chic clothes that aren't necessarily inherently feminine or masculine I think they're kind of pretty gender neutral which I guess is the point I suppose Uh, but and then on his on the stage a lot of times he will be more of against gender norms but I always like wonder what the because a lot of people are like oh he dresses like this or he'll wear like these shoes or whatever but when you look at his style overall it still is pretty I'd say more gender neutral but I do think that I wish that they would push it more because I feel like it's only selectively that we get sort of the androgyny of him and it's more like his attitude and stuff like that. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about that because again, I think I hear a lot, like especially and every time I have videos of Jim and there's this idea that he has a super feminine style. And maybe I'm just not going far enough back, but I have done a style video on him where I've studied his style pretty extensively. And I don't see that. So let me know if I'm missing something or where that comes from. If you are somebody who loves Jimin and has that as like a thing. I think his energy is very androgynous and his like vibe is very much like for everyone and he flirts with everyone. But that's something I'm worried about, but I've wondered about. But yeah, I do feel like that he often gets the shaft when it comes to styling. And I don't understand because he... Can wear anything. Okay, let's talk about Pink Nam June. Let's talk about Pink Nam June. I swear to God, like it's been. I've had so much on my mind about Pink Nam June, and the fact that I've had to wait to say it until now has been just like such a sad experience for me. So I'm ready to go into it. So let's go back. So we're gonna. So we're gonna talk about Pink Nam June in the context of this photo. And we're going to talk about it in the context of his pink hair introduction photo. So one of the things that was trending around the time that Pink Namjoon made his debut was like, all men do is lie, right? And it's about the fact that that Namjoon said that he would never have pink hair because he was embarrassed during, it was like, Weekly Idol or whatever. He was on the show and those awful hosts clowned him or something like that. And he said he would never do it again. And so my interpretation of this is that I actually think that it's a butter clue. So I think that the pink hair, so I've heard a lot about butter being about facades, haters, experiences with the Western media, stuff like that. And one of the things he said, so he went on a Weverse Kind of spree was that yesterday, the day before yesterday, and people are like, "Why did you go to pink?" And he was like, "People change," and I wonder if it's a commentary on how he's changed and he realizes that, like. He doesn't have to let the opinions of others get to him. He doesn't have to let the, the the sort of thoughts of other people get to him. And he can have his hair be whatever he wants, whenever he wants, because he is in BTS and BTS is that bitch, period. And so it's kind of like a part of the, well, from what I've heard about the song is that it's meant to be a song about the haters or against the haters. And so I wonder if the pink hair is a commentary on that, of being who you are no matter what. And if you look at that and if you put that in the context of Jimin's hair, maybe that's what his hair is making the message of, of being whoever he wants to be, not feeding into any stereotypes and stuff like that. Or I don't know if it's stuff like that. So that's something that I'm wondering if the pink is a is alluding to that idea of like, I can kind of have my hair however I want because I fucking love this hair. This is who I want to be. And that's it on that. So that's what I think that the pink hair is about. That's my theory on the pink hair. As far as how the pink hair looks, the pink looks so amazing on him. I remember the blonde hair. I freaked out about the blonde hair. I thought that we're going to get blonde hair Namjoon, which was something I was freaking out about. But this is even better because, like I said, because of the aspects of it that I believe in. And also just because it brings out the melanin in his skin. It just looks so good on him. Oh my gosh. And I love the way it's styled. I love the length. He just looks, he also looks so expensive. I can't really see his outfit. And you can't see his outfit in the newer photo either, which is a shame. It's like a close up. So, like, they released. So, I'm, I actually am re recording this part because I wanted to integrate the new pictures from today. Let's see. Yeah, so looking at the close-up of the pink, it looks so good. The, the dye jobs are sometimes, I don't know, for BTS, but these, this looks really good. I love how it kind of fades in and out. And I don't know if that's just the photo. And how it's, like, lighter on the top and deeper on the ends and at the roots. It looks really good. In this photo, he has his hands near his mouth as usual. The ring is back which is also interesting. I wonder what's going on with him in the Shanae canon, in the Shanae-averse. I'm wondering if they got back together. We'll see what his energy is like. I watched a clip of of the Run BTS episode, which I think I'm going to talk about on TikTok or something, or on Patreon, because like I said, I'm like so behind And it's a clip from the episode that came out today and he's talking about how, what he thinks his flaws are and he's talking about how he's like immature and he's like an incomplete person because he can't drive, he can't cook or whatever. And I was like, and I thought that, and it was like a really sad like clip and everybody was looking at him like, oh, I'm June. And I didn't see the rest and apparently all of them are pretty sad, but I do wonder if it, it just felt like something when he was saying it it felt like something that is a conversation you have with people. It's like something that somebody has told you you know how like there's ideas that are born of you and they're like ideas that are clearly coming from you and you're having them and they're like things that you've said in your head but like but like that like saying oh, I'm immature like the the apparently the translation is like not a complete person or something like that. That feels like something that somebody says to you. And I just wonder if there was an argument about that or if somebody has told him that. Not saying that it's a partner, but it just sounded like something that somebody has told him. And it made me like, it made me really sad to hear. Um, so that clip, it was on a TikTok, uh, but it's from apparently this week's run of BTS episode, which I haven't seen yet. But back to the happiness. The pink looks good. The ring is back on. So hopefully he's doing better now. He The look on his face... He's just, Namjoon's just, Namjoon just screams sex. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've talked, to, yes, we talked about this, the the difference between performing sexuality and being sexy. And I think one of the reasons why Namjoon has so many, like, adult fans, like, grown-ass ARMY stands, is because he exudes sexuality in a way that a lot of the other members, not even the other members don't do. Uh, so it's really fascinating to me. But yeah, the pink looks great. How many time like how long have I been talking about Pink Num Jane for a while? Uh, I think it just works great for his coloring. I really think that there is something more to it as it goes to the concept. I'm not a thinking army either. You know how there's armies that are like well, I think people would people would disagree with that. Because I'm clearly a thinking army. But you know what I mean? Like I'm not really into theories or anything like that I just receive them and kind of give feedback on what I'm seeing but I do think that the pink hair might have something to do with this other stuff okay so next we have Min Yoongi Suga looking again like a boyfriend from Sex and the City looking like the guy you date on a romantic comedy just giving that energy the stare Yoongi sent her let me tell you something there are so many things that are like I consider like my BTS kinks, right? So like one of my BTS kinks is well known, which is anybody praising Hobie. Hobie, if if you praise Hobie, that that literally just it just it, I ascend, right? Like Hobie praise is just like takes me over. Jen appreciation also takes me over, and. I would say that other thing that really really sends me to the top is sugar center. Like it happens so rarely but anytime it does it just like it it gives me everything. Sugar center. Sugar center all the time. It's just it's just it. It's just it. I should do I should do a full I should literally do an episode that's just going to be well not a whole episode but a section that's me giving all my 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 sort of BTS kinks. And he looks amazing there. He just looks incredible. Like, I hope he's well mentally. And that he's... He seemed really good on the Run BTS episode I saw last week. And so I'm hoping that he's doing well, taking care of himself, and that everything is good with him. But he looks fucking phenomenal. The fit is great. I would love the fits to be elevated slightly, but he wears it so well. Oh, step on me. Okay. Tay. Tay is just like, Tay never misses, right? Like he always has, he just never misses. He looks good all the time. He again, Tay Mob Boss, uh, is like that. The only fanfic that really makes sense to me is Tay Mob Boss because he really gives Mob Boss vibes. He looks incredible. I I think I said he looks like Elvis. He does look like Elvis. He looks like a 50s music star. And I wonder if that's what he was going for. Again, we go for like the trend cycles. 70s are a little of the 50s. And he's giving that. uh, I wish I could see more of the suit. I'm excited to see it in the preview image. The hair, the look, the very much like don't fuck with us. We do crime is the look. Again, very like usual suspects. Very Ocean's Eleven. Incredible, never been done before. You know that that Lady Gaga meme. Uh, he looks great. And Tay, we haven't heard much from Tay. And I just hope he's okay. When are they gonna go live? Are they not gonna go live anymore? I I really am sad that I am not was not an army during the heyday of BTS going live. Like I really wish I was, because like if you go. Before t- 2020, like 2019, they used to go live all the time. Like, I'm still going back and watching all those lives and, like, the long Namjoon lives where he would, like, talk about the album. He didn't do that this time. What's going on? Is it this relationship that's distracting him? Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. The Shanae verse has to stop. Next, we have Jacket. JK, who got like, uh, you know, I always talk about the JK agenda, how they're always like making him stand out with the styling. And so he got the gray ombre suit, which I'm actually not crazy about. I don't, don't think it does anything for his coloring. I think I've said this before that bright colors work best for his skin tone, even though he doesn't like them. Like, I remember in my JK style video, I talked about the pink he wears. And how it's really good. The red was really good from Map of the Soul, the Map One concert. And so I like colors. So, and Black can work on him. But I think that this combination of Black does not work on him. That being said, he looks amazing. I personally, so the thing that this JK reminds me of is that when you turn 30, this this new, like, In your 30s, there's this new, I would say 40s, because I've heard my friends say that it's happened to them in their 40s right? as well. There's this brand of early 20-somethings. I don't know what kind of issues they have or if they're bored with women their age. I remember early in the pandemic, I got asked... Okay. So here's the story. Let me give you the story. I was like walking, hanging out, doing my thing as I wear a lot of character t-shirts. You've probably seen them. Like I literally dress like, I used to be really cute guys. I'm not cute anymore, but I used to be, the pandemic has turned me into a gamer. Like I I literally dress like a gamer, like a gamer boy. And, but I was wearing a hair on a t-shirt and I was walking and I got stopped by this youth, like a youth, like I would say maybe 19, maybe 20 And we were talking about Hey Arnold and stuff like that. And he's like, Can I have your snap? And of course, because I am an elder, I'm an older person, I was like, What's a snap? And then I had to have people explain to me what a snap was and all this other stuff. And and it was so funny. And I was like, you are way too young. Like I could be I couldn't be his mother unless I was like a super, super teen mom, but not even a teen mom, a preteen mom. But there is like but it's happened before, like when I've been out and stuff like that, like young guys who are really into older women like they're really into older women. And so this version of JK, the way he's looking, the styling, a lot of them have low ponytails, guys. Like a lot of them have ponies. A lot of them have man buns and they have this attitude that they want to explore older women. And so this JK gave me these vibes hardcore. Like the the, the shot and the shot with the door was just like, yes, you think that I'm too young for you, but I'm not. I'm just the right age for you. Age ain't nothing but a number, baby. I can give you what you need. Like, it's very erotica novel. It's, it's It just gives me all of that, like the look on his face. And so, like I said earlier, JK dating older women is canon. Like, it's canon. Like, it's not even the Shania verse Like, he's not, there's just something about him and his energy. And I would say just given other things i've seen or just like my my read off of him in general is that he's not going to date anybody his age or younger. I think i read once for their types he just wouldn't do well. Like how is he going to do with somebody younger than him? Like he he's not going to do well with that at all. He's really not, but that's my jk thought. Let me know if you feel that. And if you are like a 30-something army or a 40-something army if you felt a kind of way about JK because of this when you didn't before. Because I bet you did. Like, I feel like that's probably what happened to you if you're not. As we've all known, like, and by the way, thank you guys for all reaching out about your JK periods. I appreciate the moral support. We can all be in here together. I thought that this would trigger me into my JK period, but it didn't. And I think it's because of the ponytail. Like, I've got, like, big drama around me. <laughs> Men with ponytails, but in the eyebrow piercing, like I think it was a little too on the nose for me personally in my for my past. But I feel like it's coming. It's it's, it's every single month. It's late actually. What is it? Oh, is it just the? Oh, I forget that it's just the tenth. It's not late. So maybe the next couple days. And let me know when you can tell. You'll be able to tell when I'm having my JK period because you'll see me lurking. You'll be lurking um in you'll see me lurking in jk comments because i feel like you guys always see me on tiktok like i'm always in Jin, hobie i feel like all the other members but i rarely comment on jk stuff even though i love jk just because like i said he doesn't usually do any not that he doesn't do anything for me like obviously i love him like fucking would shoot a person for jk he's not like i don't thirst for him 90 percent of the time like 95 of the time i'm just like oh maybe, but then occasionally. But yeah, he tell me, let me know if he does not remind you of those guys in their early 20s that hit on you when you're 31 or up. Because I know that this sounds funny, because like people think that like, when you're in your 30s, you're basically dead. But young men love women in their 30s and 40s. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I feel like I got I get hit on more now than I did when I was that age. I would say. It's weird. Okay. Oh my god, I've been talking for thirty minutes (laughs) about just this picture. Okay, Hobie. Oh my god! Like, someone please fix it for me. Please come get me. This is the shit I was talking about at the beginning. Like, like how? What am I gonna do? Like seriously, y'all. But like seriously, can we like mastermind about this? Quarantine armies. Like, what is the plan? for dating like how are you just waiting for like in-person vibes to hit you do I just (sighs) anyway uh Hobie another one of the finest men in the planet like the Hobie Sons, the Hobie revolution I can't like I don't have any more words for it like what else am I supposed to fucking say other than like he has me by the throat and he hasn't let go in the last two months he is so fine He's so in his helmet element. The big three is all around. I mean, all of them look big three, big three, big three, big three, big three. But Hobie especially looks like he's been literally gorging on spaghetti for the last month and a half. Like he just looks so well fed. And so I didn't seek out the pictures of him at his sister's wedding, but they were dropped in my group chat. And I'm not going to post them or link to them because I don't like, I want to respect their privacy, but I did see them. And it was on him there too. Like he is being well taken care of. Just like the moisture, just eating drinking the water and getting it in. I cannot stress this enough. The energy off of Hobie is immaculate. And I will never, like, I just never will feel, fu- listen, I don't know, guys, like, to to be determined what happens to me next, you know? To be determined what happens to me next. Okay, I think that's it for butter. Now that I've talked for 33 minutes. Good luck to editing, Shanae. Okay. Next topic is going to be GOT7. We're talking about GOT7. I know a lot of you reached out and said that you appreciate me talking about GOT7. And I really want to talk about them more. Like I said, they're my other alt group. GOT7, BTS, Blackpink. Also, I don't ever talk about Blackpink. I watched Lisa's vlog with Jisoo and I will talk about that next week. I will make sure that I write up, talk about that next week because it was really cute and sweet. And I love them being together and I know that we've talked about how like our Blackpink members just kind of co-workers, but they're very sweet and cute and I feel like maybe they're not just co-workers. We'll see. Okay. So, first bit of news is that Jay Park is has now collected both the just two members. So he's got Yuyum and now he's got my bias JB. I told you that I, the vibe check for J Park was for me not great. I could be wrong about this, but my initial vibe check on Jay Park is not great, but I don't get, but I don't have great vibe checks from a lot of people who make songs. Like, I don't have a good feeling about JYP, but I still love Twice. I still love Itzy, fucking Itzy, The Future. So I'm going to try to leave that aside and just be happy for him that he found a home and also that he is going to be able to explore and do music that reflects his interests I think that we're going to get lots of ho anthems, lots of ho anthems from JB. Like he's very cagey about all that stuff, but it's going to be coming out, I think, in full force. So I'm excited for JB. I'm excited for everybody. I hope it's good. I'm just going to let them be them. Let them be men out in the world. Help everybody's using condoms, being really safe. Wild. I feel like... <laughs> Jay Park. Okay, so it'll be fine. I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. If you have any encouraging words about me and my weird feelings about Jay Park, send them via my speaker pipe. By the way, because this episode is late, I'm not going to have time to put speaker pipe questions in here because I have to like go through them and add them and all that stuff. So uh, I will hopefully get that in too. But I listen to all of them. Thank you guys so much. I love them. They're just like – when I was like super stressed this weekend listening to them just and I don't – and I'm going to respond to all of them. So if I haven't responded to you, expect a response if you left your email. Yes, I love I love them all. And Victoria, if you are listening to this, leave your email so I can respond to you. Victoria is so amazing. She always loses the best messages and she never sends her email. So I can't respond back. So you guys, respond back. Everybody, respond back. Let's see. So yes, so that's that piece of news. The other piece of news is that I've been watching – bam bam's vlogs and i love bam bam from a distance i know that he's like a lot of times the black people's bias a lot of people bias i feel like all the members of um god seven black people like but especially um bam bam i feel like bam bam has a lot of black fans i just feel like that i can't deal with it like He's also 23, and like I said, I, I don't usually go back that far, even though there's nothing wrong with going back that far, just because of, like, the level and the energy of, of like, <laughs> oh, I always have to, I always, because when I, am on this mic, I feel like I can tell you guys everything, but I have to be careful about what I say on here. So, yeah, Bam Bam has that kiss on my tattoos tattoo, And it's just like you can't take anybody serious like that. But I watched his vlogs, and he's so sweet. He also has a really good chart. I think I talked about his birth chart last week. He has a really nice, solid boyfriend chart. And I think probably now he's on the run in these streets. But I suspect that Bam Bam is going to get tired of that within the next two or three years. And I think he's going to settle down earlier than we think. That is my prediction. But you should watch the vlogs. They're really sweet. He's really clean. He really loves his cats. He just seems like very relaxed, very boyfriend. His body looks amazing. Like I know he's been working on it. He's been doing a really good job. He seems really happy and content and happy. And just like in a kind of state of acceptance of himself in a way that was just like really soothing to watch and see i don't watch many vlogs i need to because like i said i'm going to korea and i've been slacking on my learning because i have so much other shit to do and they help to watch but he just he looks great he looks like he's doing great he looks great and he's doing great and i can't uh wait to see what he does next like i just i believe in him so much i just think Bam Bam is also one of those people who's just a star. When I first got into GOT7, what really shocked me about Bam Bam was just, like, how comfortable he was in himself. And, like, everybody's always taking the piss out of him. And everybody's like, Bam Bam, why are you doing that? And he's just such, like, a – he's just so accepting of himself in, like, a really, like, just open way – Am I going to do another rant again about how GOT7 should be as popular as BTS? No, I won't. I won't. I'm not going to do it. But that's our GOT7 news. And I'm happy for our boys. They're doing well. I can't wait to see what they do next. If you haven't watched Bam Bam's vlogs, go watch them. They're not what they expected at all. She's like very relaxed and sweet and open, very boyfriend vibes. And I think you guys told me. Also, a bunch of you came came to me with TXT and were like, uh, What's, what's, oh my gosh, what's his name? A lot of you guys told me to give Young Jin a chance from TXT and that he's not, like I said... And I'm willing to give them a chance, of course. Like I said, I can't fully stand TXT. One of the things that you guys sent me in a message and you were saying that there's like a gap between BTS and TXT because BTS is like a very millennial band and TXT is like very like Gen Z. And I feel like I feel that a little bit. So I can't like fully stand, but I can appreciate them from afar and be like, go them. But I will not be so judgy because I feel like I do get I give like I have like snap judgments of people, but. I'm usually right about them, but sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm not. Something I'm working on is not feeling like I know everything. So that's that update. Let's move on. Okay, so next topic, I recently got into KR&B, and I've been listening to a bunch of artists. I will put the playlists that I've been listening to on loop in the description and I've been really, like, pleasantly surprised by it. I really like it because I didn't think I'd be into it because the style of R&B that I like in Western R&B is, like, very specific. Like, I don't necessarily like, like again, Ratchet Army. Like, I, I – like, the – R&B has to have a very specific vibe for me to like it. So the fact that I found a couple artists that I really like has been really exciting to me. Like the one that I really like is Crush. I really like Crush. And the song Mayday has been like on repeat for me. Like it's melodic, but it's like, you know, for r the R&B that I like is R&B that I feel like would be on like a romantic comedy type of thing. Like, you know, just sort of like has some air to it because so I really like Crush. Oh my God, Crush like triggered an existential crisis for me. So let me know if this happens to Army ever either where like you like encounter somebody in K-pop that reminds you of somebody and it like triggers this whole thing. And Crush reminds me of this like brand of guy that I would have in my life who – I, like, oh, am I revealing too much about myself? So one of the things about myself that I'm trying to change is that I rarely get involved with men that I, like, really, really respect. Like, I'm changing that now. Okay, I'm changing it now. I'm changing it now. And so, like, I'll have men in my life that I, like, will like, but I won't date them because I'm, like – I just won't date them because I'm, like, afraid of rejection or I'm afraid to ruin things and stuff like that. And Crush reminds me of this guy – he's not going to hear this. He's not going to hear this. This guy that I had in my life who was, like, a friend of mine – and it was like always this in between space and nothing ever happened. So crush like triggered that in me. And so I had like this weird reaction where I was messaging my friends. I was like, Oh, crush, and they were like, What? That's so weird. Let me you know if that ever happens to you. Where like K pop like triggers something and I don't know what it is about it. I think it's because So rarely when you're an adult do you engage so fully within the personalities of people as K-pop has you do. Because even if you're like into Chris Evans or Sebastian Stan or like all these people, like you're not really given much to work with in order to like make these comparisons and stuff in your head. It's all very far away from you. With K-pop, they really like bring them close. And so I think that Crush reminds me of that. Another question that I got that I will address later was like, like, what is your, like, which, mem- which, like, who in K-pop is, like, your actual type? And it probably, like, be somebody that's crush-like or Namjoon-like. I think that all the K-pop people are too hot for me to date them, like, and kind of read too young for me to date them. I think that's why I've always been into Namjoon. That's why I'm into JB and stuff like that because I just like my men older. I like my men with time on them. The thing that I say to everybody all the time is that if you think BTS is hot now, wait till they turn 30, 31, 32. Like with men, it either goes two directions. Like either they get way hotter as they get older and like especially when they get like like the kind of the peak. I feel like women are hot forever, right? But men, I feel like they have like peaks. So it's like 30s, they're really hot. And then like 40s, 50s, they can be really hot. You know what I mean? And so, like, when the BTS members turn 30, 31, 32, 33, and it's happening with Jin right now. As we, like, literally as we speak, it's happening to Jin. Like, he's kind of reaching his his pinnacle of his hotness, and if he just lets his face do its thing, let everything do its thing, it'll happen. But I would say, like, like crush his energy from what I've seen of his other stuff and his vibe. I don't date musicians ever as a battle rule, but that and then, like, Nam June is somebody that I would definitely date in my life, and just, like, the vibe of him would be somebody that I would date, so, yeah, so, Crush kind of, like, really triggered this weird kind of thing in me, but I love his music, some other artists that I've been into, let's see, let's look at my liked songs, um, I really liked, uh, I liked a song by Z- Zico, Psycho, Zico, uh, bobs but i heard that he's like a prickly character <laughs> again liking k-pop is like full of peaks and valleys like and right now i'm listening to this this playlist called chill B study playlist because i've been doing a lot of work so bakian Baekhyun from uh exo the only member i know is of course his solo albums are really good Like, just let him be a solo artist. He's really good. I wonder if he's going to. I was to Saran, 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 Susie, Dean, Loco, G-Soul. So I've been really interested in getting exciting about KR&B. So if there's anybody that you would like for me to listen to, let me know. Okay, so now for some questions. I've got a lot of questions. Like I said, I can't put the audios in. Um, but I'm listening to them all and just going to give some answers to some random questions I got. So one question I got was like unpacking the connection between K-pop and K-dramas and like why is there so much crossover and all that stuff. I know that I was watching this TikTok that said that like once your uh, fave – idol gets into K dramas and stuff like that, it's over, they're not gonna come back. Like that's going to be the reality. And like, what do I think about that whole thing? I honestly think that the reason why a lot of idols abandon idledom to be in K dramas is because being an idol is really fucking hard. Like it's not just the the kind of it's like the toll that it takes on your body, all that performance. I feel like K-drama stars have a lot more freedom to date and experience things. They just have a lot more freedom to exist out in the world than idols do. Idols are way more scrutinized. I feel like it's a way to express yourself and still be in the public eye without having to deal with the level of scrutiny and the difficulty and the hardships of being an idol. I know that there's like this whole idol fantasy and it's just not a fantasy that I have. But yeah, like being an idol is really, really hard. So I think that the strategy is, is that I feel like K dramas feels like a vacation, even though it's probably still hard work. It feels like a way that you can make money, do work, be in the public eye without having to deal with a lot of like the shitty parts of being an idol. Because being an idol honestly seems like it sucks. It really seems like a, it sucks. Like I don't know if there's any positive part about it other than lots of people liking you and people can like you as a K drama star. There's K drama stars that are really popular, but they have the benefit of more private privacy, more freedom, all that stuff. And they also can do like endorsements and stuff like that. It just seems like a better gig. So I think that's why there's a lot of turnover. And I think that's why like A lot of idols will go to the K-Drama world, really enjoy the lifestyle and just stay there. Um, I think that's what happens a lot. I know that like Astro, whatever the guy's name is, like it's clearly to me, like I was watching their comeback is that he's an actor now. And I'm sure that like navigating between being an actor in that pace and then being in a band has been difficult for him. And like the space you have and stuff like that. So I think that's a big reason why the overlap is. I think I've said this before that I think that like, if, I don't know, because Tay really likes music, but I could see him going full actor. I could see Gene, Jen being an actor, but I could also see Jen being a businessman, like a big businessman type who just has a bunch of money and enjoys the rest of his life. I don't see him. That's what I see. I see one or the other. Like I see him getting into real estate and stuff like that or him being an actor. So those are some like quick ideas about the K-Drama, K-pop collect- connection because I got a question about that. The next question I got was about biases and what do I think is the science behind biases? And there's been a lot of theories on TikTok. It's like, how do you pick your bias? Why do you pick your bias? What does your bias mean about you? So, one theory I heard is that your bias is the one who's most likely, and like the bias, your bias record is who you want to attract. As I've been well documented as saying, I think biases are anti Black, but I do claim Nam as my bias. And I claim, I guess right now, see, this is why I don't do it. I'm not even going to claim, I have a lot of records, they're all my records. So it's like Nam June, and then everybody else is my records. And I do think that I identify a lot with Nam June. I would say I am kind of a Nam June in that I think a lot. I'm really much of like somebody who's like a very much a into analysis. I'm not as like book smart as Nam June. I'm more of a strategist. I'm more, I would say, street smart than Nam June. I'm more somebody who has a like I said, like a more strategic mind, but I, And I think he's more of an artsy mind, but I think that we're the same and that we're just like deep thinkers, very introspective, always unpacking and packing things up, can get moody and in, in ourselves when we realize how insignificant we are in this like big world. So I think that that's like, so I think that it is like your bias is somebody who is like you or has kind of characteristics that you admire and then your bias wrecker is like somebody who would be a good compliment to you, whether it's in friendships or dating and stuff like that. And I think that that's true too. Like um, my original wrecker was Sugar, and I think that um, Sugar would be somebody because I really like. I did a video about this a long time ago for K-pop Happy Hour when I said that I that, that like t- like uh, Sugar and Tay were my wreckers at the time. I would say that now it's probably more Sugar again, I don't believe this, but I would have to pick, I'd say sugar and Hobie. And, oh, Jen. Oh my God, Jen. I don't, see, why did I do that? But like, I'll just use sugar as an example. Sugar is somebody who, like, I feel like I'm attracted to in energy. I, I feel like for a partner, like whenever I decide that I want a man for real, is I'm looking for somebody who is like strong and silent, like not, super noisy I guess (laughs) somebody who can just be like a really strong supportive grounding force in my life um in my life I'm really attracted to Capricorns and Virgos and um Aries because like I said they can be kind of like a grounding force like somebody who's like not necessarily sweet but is like kind and supportive and can just sort of like hold me down And so I think that's why I'm attracted to sugar, And also, like, I think Tay is the same thing. Like, I think Tay can be kind of, like, gregarious and, like, will perform. But I think that his actual personality is more kind of, like, true Capricorn, kind of, like, chill, tell it like it is, have your back type. So I think that's the type of person I'm attracted to. So I do think that is a viable model that people have said. I also think that... Our biases and our bias records also reflect what we feel like we need most in our lives, is another theory I had. So, like, you know, if you feel like you, you know, I think that's what the father, the kind of like the whole, like, if you like mom June, you have daddy issues, which I could spend a whole podcast unpacking why that's just not the case. Like, why if you, mom June is just like a man that you would date if you're an adult whatever. But that's what that comes from is that like you're seeking out energy that you want. And I think that is true because mom jean represents, you know, stability, support, somebody who can take care of things. And so if that's things you're wanting, you will be into it. Like JK, like if you buy a JK, I feel like you want playfulness, like maybe more beauty in your life. Somebody who like is high achieving stuff like that like jimin is like so like i feel like that's another thing that i really think is true is that like you bias and bias like the presence that you feel like that you need in your life in that moment and as things change for you in your life that need evolves and changes as well which is why you will change biases and that's why you'll get wrecked in certain cases and stuff like that i also think that biases are hormonal and i said this because of the jk period and I don't have any evidence of this, but if somebody would do that study, I think that there's something there. I think there's something there about biases being hormonal. I, I definitely think so. So that's my theories about bias and bias records, is that I think that it's a couple things. Let me know what you think about bias and bias records. Um, about that. Okay. So I get a lot of questions questions from you guys that are, like, personal questions or, like, like, advice questions, which I'm so honored that you guys would ask me questions about your life. Oh, like, playing big sis is, like, so fun to me. Like, my little sister, she doesn't need my advice. Like, she's – our lifestyles are so different. Like, she's, like – very religious and stuff like that. So I can't really give her advice. Um, so I'm so happy that you guys want my advice and I just love your questions. So keep sending me questions and I will give you my unqualified opinions. So one question that I got was, I got a couple questions about this is that like a lot of you guys are younger, which, uh, like I said, you guys are fucking cool. If you're listening to my, to my 30 something ass talk. Um, but, So I got a a couple questions that were about, like, before 21, like 18 to 21, that period, like college age, what you're experiencing, not quite 23 yet, and questions about figuring out what you're going to do and who you are and stuff like that. So I think, first of all, and like responding to the emptiness. I think one of the real shames of being that age right now is that when I was that age there wasn't all the social media that exists right now. Like we only had Facebook. I don't, and I think we had Facebook and we had Facebook and Twitter obviously. But we didn't really have Instagram, like the comparison social media industry did not exist when I was in school, or when I was that age. So there wasn't like you could compare yourself to the people around you, but you couldn't really compare yourself to as many people as you guys can now as being in that age range. And so I know it's probably very, very difficult, but I think it's just important to know that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to fully understand it. And to enjoy the years in your life where you don't have to understand it and know it all. Because I think when you're that age, it's really easy to feel like you should – I know a lot of people have said this before, but you, you feel like you should know what's going on, what the fuck is going on at any given time. And you don't have to know what's going on at any given time. Like You don't have to know what you're going to do. You don't have to know anything. And just like relaxing and feeling into that feeling of allowing yourself to take the space – of indecision is so important because as you get older, you get more and more decisions. Like I talked about the age of 23 to 27 and you're opening boxes. And so putting off that opening boxes as long as you can helps when it's time to open the boxes because the more, the more you are to settle in and kind of let yourself be free and open to decide who it is you want to be without the influences of anybody else or like culture or society and sort of following your bliss in a way and doing just what you want to do. It makes the other decisions easier later because you're not really kind of grappling with regret or anything like that. You're just being really honest and authentic about the situation. So my biggest advice at the age is just like whatever you want to do is to chase it and to do it. Like, literally try anything and everything because, at that age, the I mean, except for make sure you use a condom, but every other decision <laughs> and stuff like that, you can just make. I know, like, a lot of people get on people's cases about, like, oh, people want to go to Korea or people, I was like, let people do whatever the fuck they want, especially around that age. Like, if you want to go to college in Korea because you're really interested in this culture, you should go do it. If you want to go to Hawaii, for you should go do it. Like, I think the biggest thing is just to like let yourself do whatever you feel drawn to without limiting yourself. Because as you get older, that gets harder and harder to do. And of course, when you hit 30, it becomes easy again. But when you're, you know, take the time of before opening the boxes to Kind of follow and do what you need to do. Like I said, if you need to work at a place that sucks to make money to do a thing, do it. If you have to move home and deal with that shit, do it. Like whatever you need to do, do it just so that you can follow what leads you and calls to you because it just makes things easier later on. And like when I was in school and I was in college, so around that age, I decided that I didn't want to be in my major. So I made my own major and I was like something that nobody really did. They're like, you can't really make your major, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I want to do it. And it's like, and, and there's, and there's going to be lots of people telling you that there's things that you can't do or you shouldn't do. And it's because they want you to kind of buy into the system that again, as you get older, you realize it's complete bullshit. So do whatever you want. And whatever anybody tells you, if you, you only have to listen to them if they're impacting it directly. But if you can make make ways and means to do certain things and go certain places and chase different stuff, just go ahead and chase it, do it, experience it. Because again, it makes things easier as you get older because you get used to making your experience a priority. And one of the things that happens a lot of times that gets beaten out of people is your experience being a priority. I really. I'm grateful for my experience in college making my own major and stuff like that because it showed me that people are not going to look out for your experience as a priority. People are really only invested in systems. So this is for all – like literally this isn't just for early 20s, like 18 to 21. It's for everybody. Like everybody, know that everyone that you encounter – In any system that you're encounters, only priority is to upholding that system. And so whenever you get advice or encouragement from people who are part of those systems, it's not about you. It's about upholding the system. So, you know, something like college, something like where do you travel, what you do, what you do for a living, all that stuff is being upheld. Like any advice you're getting is to kind of help keep the status quo. And again, this is something you learn as you're older. So really chase everything you want and do everything you want um, at that time. And that'll help with the emptiness because I know one person said that. Well, how do you deal with the emptiness of uncertainty? The emptiness of uncertainty, and and that empty feeling is really the feeling of you are being pulled into a vortex of life that you feel like is outside of your control and you feel like you have no say in it. And so it feels really empty because you're sort of like in the passenger seat of this thing that's just going. And so in any opportunity you have and any experience you have to take control and do the things that you want to do at that age – you should do it. So that's my advice. I mean, I think that's my advice for all ages, but I think that at that specific age, 18 to 21, there's just like this huge pressure. It's like what that's when like society really tries to get their their hands on you and make you accept things that you don't have to accept. So you can do whatever you want. So that's my advice on that. I hope it was helpful from somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, but we'll try. Another question that I got was Talk about my South Korea trip. So I will talk about my South Korea trip. So my South Korea trip, I'm going because I I will say why I'm going again in case you're new. I sold my project to Audible, and it's a project called Korea Boo, and it's about K-pop and the and wanting to escape to South Korea because of K-pop and sort of like the. Uh, which is, again, I think when people hear that, they think I'm being critical of that that idea. I'm not being critical of that at all. I think it's really cool. My particular story is just about somebody who is using that as an escapism and sort of the dangers of that and how they were sort of dealing with stuff that's unresolved in their lives and escaping through K-pop just because it's like an experience that I really understand, which is like how K-pop can become this thing that is great, but also can create this warped version of reality and how that impacts a lot of things so I'm working on that project I sold it but I need to write the pilot and other stuff so I'm gonna go and research and I'm also going to research at this particular time because one of my really good friends is going to be there and she's only going to be there for this month or the two months it's the end of her trip and I was like okay I'm just gonna go and so I'm just gonna go and we'll see what happens I was I was thinking about going in the fall, but like I said, since she's going, I'm going to go and yeah, it's going to be five weeks. I have to quarantine for two weeks, so I'll be three weeks there, maybe longer. We'll see what happens. I'm going to try to do a language course when I'm there. So if you have any leads on good language courses, let me know. I've already talked to some of you guys who are going to volunteer to be my friends in in Korea. If you know anybody else that would want to be friends with me, let me know. And that's basically it. I don't really have any plans beyond that. I work from home, so I will be working a little while I'm there. I'm just going to be, like, exploring, hanging out. Like, I I think I've said this before. I don't believe in Opa culture, so I'm not going to be looking for Opa. In fact, like, meeting somebody there would be, like, my worst nightmare. I don't want to. So (laughs) I'm going to, like, stick to myself and hope that it's okay and hope that people are nice to me and it's, like, a positive experience. I'm afraid to go Um, because I'm, like, a – like, I'm literally – I'm a tall, black, fat woman, but we'll see. Um, yeah, and so that's the trip. That's what's going to be happening. I have to quarantine. Like I said, I work from home. I work for myself. I'm gonna try to do a bunch of stuff during quarantine. Like I'm hoping that I can like build up a bunch of podcasts and stuff like that. Since I'll be literally in the room by myself for two weeks, so I'm gonna try to do a lot of podcasts during that time. And then I'm gonna be out in in the world, and I will try to record it the best I can. I know you guys love that. But yes, please tag me in content creators that you think I should try to slide into their DMs and become friends with them. Because I will. I don't care. I have no shame. Uh, yeah, so that's the career trip. I think that's it for this episode. Is that it? Yes. That's everything that I want to talk about. Um, Sorry this episode is late. Uh, like I said, it's been quite a couple of days. If you have not yet, make sure you join the Patreon. I'm so appreciative of you guys who've joined the Patreon. It's so amazing. The more people who are in it, the more I can devote to this podcast. Like I have this grand dream. Like my dream is that this podcast can just be my thing. Do you know? Okay. So I was looking, I was like talking about this Patreon to a friend and I was like, oh, it's like going so great. So I can get some money to like help me. So it's not so whatever. And she's like, oh, or it could be your job. And she told me that there's this okay this is trigger i don't know whatever warning but like there's this podcast called come town like it's legitimately called come town like i'm not even fucking joking it's called come town it's these dudes talking and do you know how much their patreon makes 50 i think it's like eighty thousand dollars a month i don't even need i don't even need that uh, that's like amazing that's crazy I don't even want that much. It would just be cool to have to have enough patrons that I can do it like part time. So like the fact that there are people who have podcasts and are making that much fucking money is like baffling to me. It's like, it blows my fucking mind. It blows my fucking mind. So I'm not really trying to get that much. I just would love enough to where I could spend more time on it and I can like do more episodes, bring on guests, like make it a bigger thing. Like one thing that I want to do as well is like, I want to have grown-ass fandom, and then I want, like, offshoot podcasts. Like, I want to do, like, a Netflix watch podcast that's just, like, watching Netflix shows and talking about them and, like, other stuff. Like, I want, like, a like a little verse of podcasts, but uh, who knows if that will happen. I don't – like, is there enough grown-ass army for that to happen? Who knows? But if you like the content, please contribute to Patreon. I really appreciate it. Like I said, it's really fun on there. We're going to be watching more shows, doing more stuff. And I think that's it for this week. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.